You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com slash secure clouds. Review Nintendo Switch by Chris Kohler. Nintendo Switch comes out on Friday. I've been playing with the Switch, an all-in-one gaming machine that works as both a handheld device and a TV game console, for the last two weeks. Nintendo says we can publish a review of it right now, though I have no idea why Nintendo would want us to. The company's new toy isn't finished yet. I'll give you my day zero impressions of the Switch, but I'll come back and update this review and the rating when the bugs are ironed out, when the software runs properly, and when the machine actually functions as intended. I want to love the Switch. I do love the Switch when it works. Ever since 1989, when Nintendo introduced the first Game Boy, it's been taken for granted that your Nintendo home console and your Nintendo portable machine are separate devices, playing separate libraries of games, and never the twain shall meet. But in an age where mobile graphics are making Mario-sized leaps in quality, why should that always have to be the case? The Switch bridges the gap. At its core, it's a mini-tablet with a 6.2-inch screen. You could, in theory, use this by itself to play touchscreen-only games, although none exist right now. But included in the $300 box are two small game controllers that slide easily onto grooves in the sides of the tablet, turning it into a fully functional traditional game machine with a full complement of joysticks and buttons. Also included in the box is a small plastic dock that connects to your television set via HDMI. Set the switch in the dock, and the game immediately pops up on your television set. Now you can snap the controllers off of the tablet, and they'll work wirelessly, so you can sit back on your couch and play the game. There's even a halfway measure. The tablet has a little kickstand, so you can prop it up on a table and play with the controllers in your hand so you don't need to hold the whole setup. The Joy-Cons, as Nintendo has dubbed these accessories, are quite simply the most versatile and clever controllers that it has ever shipped with a machine. 
You can snap them on the tablet. You can hold one in each hand as if you're playing with Wii remotes. And they have motion control and force feedback, too. Or you can slide them into the included Joy-Con grip, which holds the two pieces together in a shape relatively close to, but not quite as comfortable as, a standard gaming controller. You can even hand a single Joy-Con to two players and play multiplayer games right out of the box. This is a pretty big deal. If my math is right, the last game console to ship with two controllers as a standard feature was the Super Nintendo in 1991. Sure, using a single Joy-Con by itself to play a game can be a little awkward since they're so small, but it works. Or, well, it's supposed to work. This brings us to a major problem with the Switch. It doesn't live up to its name. I can't switch. I can play the device just fine in handheld mode, where I've logged at least a dozen hours into launch title The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, usually in batches of three hours at a time, because that's about how much battery life I get while playing this expansive, gorgeous adventure. But when I want to seriously put in some playtime with Zelda on the television at home, free from the constraints of battery life, I can't. The left half of the Joy-Con controller simply won't stay synced to the console. Either it's connected but severely laggy, so button presses either register late or not at all, or it simply drops the connection. It's a total showstopper. I cannot play Switch on the television, not unless I buy an optional Pro controller for 70 bucks. that is. At first, I thought I'd been sent a bum unit, but it turns out many, many early Switch players have the exact same issue, all with the left Joy-Con. At this point, with Nintendo not having commented on or fixed the issue, I can only go forward assuming the Switch consoles going on sale this Friday will all potentially have this problem, and that Nintendo is about to sell you a $300 game system requiring some kind of fix before it performs its basic functions. Another Wired editor pulled his Switch out of his backpack after a mellow commute to find it off, unresponsive, and unable to turn on. A hard reset brought it back to life, but that's still worrisome. There are a couple of other things the Switch can't do. You can't charge the Joy-Cons while playing in TV mode. You'll need to buy a separate charging grip, 30 bucks for that. And since the USB-C power outlet is on the bottom of the tablet, you can't play it in the kickstand configuration while it's plugged in. The cord gets in the way. Switch includes one AC adapter, but this has to be used both by the dock and while on the go. So, if you want to set the dock up in your entertainment center and run the plug behind the cabinet and never touch it again, you'll probably want a second adapter. 30 bucks. And yes, if you want to really live that Switch life, you can buy another dock, 90 bucks, and hook it up to another TV inside your house, and then you can just pop the Switch into either dock and play on whatever TV you like. A game console in 2017 is more than just a piece of hardware that runs game software. It's also the gateway to an online service. The Switch I tested doesn't go online yet, which stops me from being able to review fundamental aspects of the system. What's it like to set up a Nintendo account online or migrate your existing account over to Switch? Don't know. How's the experience of buying software digitally? Can't say. 
What about finding online friends and communicating with them? No idea. Online multiplayer gaming? Haven't the foggiest. All of these things are quite germane to a review of a piece of personal technology in 2017, but Switch doesn't do them yet. Nintendo says it will add these features in a software update that will be released just prior to launch, which users will have to download before they can experience all the online features. From what I've seen, I have high hopes. The user interface currently installed on the device is clean, fast, responsive, well-designed. You can tap the power button to send the unit into sleep mode immediately during gameplay and pick up your game of Zelda right where you left off. It seems like it's a thousand times better than Wii U's slow, clunky interface. You just can't do anything with it yet besides start and stop a game of Zelda. And right now, that's about all one can say about the Switch. It has a new Zelda, you can definitely play it in handheld mode, and you might be able to play it in TV mode if you're lucky. Switch has the potential to be all things to all people. TV console, next-gen Game Boy, wacky motion controls, traditional hardcore game machine, even multiplayer in a box. But today, with just hours to go before launch, Switch is lacking some basic functionality. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.